Here we go. It's Friday, February the 2nd in the year of our Lord 2024. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and we are going to be talking about an important article that was in our daily newspaper called the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. This occurred in about the middle of January, entitled Denominations Divided. And the reason I want to talk about it is I want to give you some insight as to how to understand articles like this appropriately. Because many of these newspapers have a very liberal point of view rather than a biblical point of view. This is obvious from the photos that appear on this page. The one photo has two women pastors, Catherine Bond and Jane Pierce, reacting after being blessed at St. John the Baptist Church in Felixstowe, England. They've got big smiles on their faces. Now, the article entitles them as reverends, but they really are not. They are not reverends any more than a dog can be a pastor, because only males can be pastors according to Holy Scripture. Why God does that? Who is to question God? Why do only women have the ability to have babies? Why can't men have babies? Who is to question God? And and so that's the one photo. Right underneath that photo is a photo of two men who are getting married. And they are taking part in a public blessing ceremony in front of the Cologne Cathedral in Cologne, Germany, with, it appears to be, a priest giving them a blessing. Boy, this idea of having gay marriages is also totally contrary to the Word of God. It is on the same level as fooling around with children from God's point of view. Now, we're going to take a look at three or four main denominations that are losing numbers because of the gay movement. Believe it or not, Roman Catholics around the world are now sharply divided because of the Pope's recent declaration giving priests more leeway to bless same-sex couples. Of course, people in support of the gay movement welcome the Pope's move, but conservative bishops assail the new policy. Why? It is a betrayal of the church condemnation of sexual relations between gay or lesbian partners. 
God declared the first creatures that are human to be Adam and Eve, not Steve and Eve. Now, this flare-up of debate in Catholic ranks coincides with developments in other international Christian denominations. Namely, two important ones are the Anglican Communion and the United Methodist Church. They also are fracturing over differences in gay-related policies. The, the next paragraph I want to read. Taken together, it's a dramatic illustration of how, in a religion that stresses God's love for humanity, divisions over marriage, sexuality, and inclusion of gays and lesbians are proving insurmountable for the foreseeable future in many sectors of Christianity. In fact, I compare it to the views on abortion. They also have been insurmountable, and we give great credit to the Supreme Court in reversing the murder of infants. But of course, states still have the right to allow the murder of infants, which a number of them are doing. But as with the gay movement, it's a dramatic illustration that there are insurmountable objects for the foreseeable future. Now, when I read the paragraph, the editor put in, it's a dramatic illustration of how in a religion that stresses God's love for humanity. See, the Post-Dispatch is giving the impression that that seems to be a contradiction of Christianity, that we stress God's love for humanity, but then we are divided over love in marriage sexuality, the gay movement, and the lesbian movement. But see, the editor doesn't realize, or if he does, he ignores it, that God has specific plans for marriage. They are always to be between a male and a female not between a male and a male or a female and a female. And those churches and those so-called pastors who are preaching the opposite are re-crucifying Christ on the cross. Ray Burgey, that's B-U-R-G-E, is a political science professor at Eastern Illinois University. And he's also pastor of an American Baptist church. The Baptists in the majority are against gay unions. And he says, it's been increasingly difficult 
for Christian denominations to fully accommodate clergy and congregations with opposing views on same-sex relationships, particularly as such marriages have become legal in much of Europe and the Western Hemisphere. Now, what they don't understand is there are other things that have become legal in various denominations. They are not Christian denominations, but for example, there are those that don't see the problem with a husband raping his own wife because they're married and therefore she should condescend to such behavior. Now, the women's movement is being destroyed. I'm talking about the liberal women's movement because they're not speaking out against these things that are absolutely contrary to human dignity and God's word. Ryan Burgess continues saying, a lot of denominations are in the position where if you have to make a decision, you can't be wishy-washy anymore. Why? The tension that they're facing is the tension how to keep older conservatives in the fold while attracting younger people. Now, I kind of disagree with him on that. I had a congregation for 28 years. We had older people and we had younger people. Many of them were even of a Democrat persuasion when it came to politics, except every member of my congregation was pro-life and against the homosexual movement, even the young people, because they have been brought up on Luther's small catechism and biblical sermons and teaching during their years in the congregation. In fact, the congregation I belong to with 2,000 members is a congregation that has many young people. In fact, they are building a $15 million Sunday school addition and parochial school addition because there are so many people who want to come and belong to the church, but we don't have enough room. So that building is to begin this summer and hopefully will be done a year later. There are plenty of older and younger people. And in fact, at some universities, there are protests by younger people against the liberal movements that are going on and taught by professors that no longer believe the Bible. Now, we're not only talking about the Roman Catholic Church due to the apparent liberalism of the new pope, 
but we're also talking about other global denominations. I'll begin with the Anglicans. He sees some of their biggest growth in recent decades has not been in the Western Hemisphere, but in conservative African countries where same-sex relationships are taboo and where women pastors are forbidden. He says, African bishops have this ammunition. They say to the West, we are the ones growing. You have the money, but we have the members. That's really good news because Christ says the Christian church will not go out of existence. Kim Haynes Eitzen, a professor of religious studies at Cornell University, said Christianity throughout its history has been divided over different theological views. And the one he says is whether women could be ordained as clergy. Then he goes on and listen to this statement. Christianity is incredibly diverse, globally, theologically, linguistically, and culturally, with incredible divisive issues, especially when bound up in scriptural interpretation. Now, that is a lie. Christianity is not incredibly diverse. That's like saying that when Jesus lived on earth and he talked to Jews and prostitutes and tax collectors and unbelieving Pharisees, that his faith was incredibly diverse. No, it wasn't. Jesus spoke out against prostitutes continuing to live their lifestyles. He spoke out against unbelieving Pharisees who really considered that they were saved because of their good works. He taught instead that salvation was through faith. You cannot merit salvation. You cannot merit Christianity. So when the Post-Dispatch says that Christianity is incredibly diverse, it's not talking about Christianity. It's talking about the false religions who say they're Christian. I mean, do you actually believe that the Mormons are Christian? They call themselves Christian or others who are not Christian, but pretend to be Christian. They are not part of the diverse Christianity. Christianity is unified under the teachings of Jesus Christ. So the Anglican communion 
is second only to the Catholic Church in geographical spread. And in that division, there are divisions over marriage, sexuality, and gay inclusion. And they have declined many times. On December 17th, when the Church of England priests offered officially sanctioned blessings of same-sex partnerships, that was for the first time, and it caused great division among the Church of England. Now, the Church of England still bans church weddings for gay couples, but the decision to allow blessings has infuriated several Anglican bishops in Africa, Asia, Latin America, and the Pacific. Now, I find that interesting that the Post-Dispatch gives the blessings to these gay marriages. Tell me a blessing that Jesus gave to the unbelieving Pharisees. What he said to them, your father is the devil. He cursed them. And what did he do to the temple? He cursed the temple. So the presence of God was no longer there. And that clearly left the temple, the Holy Spirit, when Jesus was on the cross and the curtain of the temple tore in two. Now, Welby, and that's that Baptist preacher, says he will not personally bless even same-sex couples because it's his job to unify the world's 85 million Anglicans. That hasn't appeased some conservative bishops in the Anglican Church, of which Welby is head, and they no longer recognize him as their leader. That's what happened in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. We had a large majority of the Concordia Seminary, St. Louis, who went away from the Bible and taught things that were absolutely contrary to God's word. And therefore, they lost their job from God's point of view to unify the Lutherans. In fact, it became a big split, which ended in another Lutheran church being invented, the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. And this particular article even talks about them. It says, similar liberal conservative differences prompted hundreds of congregations to leave the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America after it embraced the gay inclusive policies. 
That is really good news. It's not that hundreds of people left, but hundreds of congregations left the ELCA because it is no longer a Christian congregation. At a recent convention, they okayed the idea of people who are not Christian, but they were saved if they sat a sincere belief in their own gods that they had invented, including Allah. So you have also the United Methodist Church that has broken up. A few years ago, it was the third largest denomination in the United States, but a quarter of its U.S. congregations have received permissions to leave over disputed involving gay-related policies. Of the more than 7,650 departing churches, many of them believe the Bible, and they respond to what they see as a failure to enforce bans on same-sex marriage and the ordaining of openly gay people. That's the task of the church, to examine the membership and bring discipline upon those who regularly talk about cheating on their income taxes, who regularly indicate that they are for suicide, gay marriage, and gay marriage. Churches need to bring discipline upon them to the point of excommunication because that excommunication does not send them to hell. It simply indicates that because of their unrepentant attitude towards those situations, they are going to hell. And so it's an announcement by the church of what is in store for them. Now you have conservative denominations, particularly the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, and also the Southern Baptist Convention, and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They adhere firmly to policies that reject recognition of same-sex relationships and ordination of gay people. Now, these policies, yes, there have been people who depart from the church, but no major schisms. Brent Leatherwood, president of the Southern Baptist Public Policy Commission reiterated the Southern Baptist position in a statement, asserting this about the Roman Catholic Church under Pope Francis. It has been on a trajectory that seems destined 
for the allowance of same-sex marriage. The reality is marriage has been defined by God, said Brent Leatherwood, to which we agree. It is a union between a man and a woman for life. And Southern Baptists, he says, remain anchored to this truth. Now, you may wonder about the world's second largest Christian communion after the Roman Catholic Church. That's the Eastern Orthodox Church. Has an estimated 220 million members concentrated mostly in Eastern Europe and Western Asia. And by God's grace, to a large extent, Orthodox Christians disapprove of same-sex marriage and relationships. In Greece, where the government is pledging to legalize same-sex marriage, the Orthodox Church in Greece has expressed strong opposition. And you may even be surprised that the Russian Orthodox Church has supported tough anti-gay legislation, and it has been enacted with the support of President Vladimir Putin. So here you've got large denominations, Roman Catholic, Anglican, United Methodist, who appear to be wandering away from God's holy word because of their leadership. And thankfully, many people are leaving those denominations because they know they are no longer Christocentric. They have made up their own rules, their own minds, and they are rejecting what Christ said in the Old and New Testament, what he said from the cross and in his ascended state. I'm Tom Baker. Take this seriously. Work in your church to discipline the unrepentant. And join us on Monday for more of Law and Gospel Discussion. God bless you. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check out to Law and Gospel and mail to Law and Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962.
Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.